0: This is the Lady Landlords Podcast, and I am your host, Becky Nova. This podcast is for women looking to achieve financial independence through real estate investing. Let's get this episode going. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Lady Landlords Podcast. I am your host, Becky Nova, the founder of Lady Landlords. And today we have Devin Johnson joining us from Wealth Cap. Turnkey Properties, Devin. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you?
1: Hey, Becky. I am great. Super excited to uh, be here with you. If anybody's watching the video and they see uh, my my screen behind me, we also have a podcast called Portfolio Builders, and I'm just really happy to share with you today on behalf of WealthCap. Uh, you know what we do, and hopefully, I can educate your audience on some stuff that's valuable.
0: Yes. I think that turnkey properties are just such a unthought of sometimes um, investment for real estate investors that we're always looking for like this deal. We always feel like we have to like scour different Mm -hmm. MLS, different sites trying to find the right property when really WealthCap has properties just sitting there that are great opportunities and people do not know about them. So I'm hoping we can kind of explain how that process works today and help make sure that the lady landlords understand what you offer and kind of how that works. So first question for you today is I would love for you just to introduce yourself, who you as a person are, Devin, and how you kind of got here today.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, so I, I live in Nashville. That's where our you know, office is headquartered. Um, I moved here, oh gosh, almost two years ago. Um, before I lived in Nashville, I was a real estate agent in Branson, Missouri, and I was in that business for Probably eight years before real estate, I was in retail. Like, you know, I've done lots of other things. I'd always been an entrepreneur, Um, but I got started in real estate, I guess, about eight years ago after I'd sold a retail business. Um, I had a chunk of cash and wasn't really sure, you know, who am I? What am I doing with my life? Like, (laughs) total. (laughs) total existential crisis, but I had a chunk of, I had a chunk of money. So I decided to buy a house and and rehab it and flip it while I was living in it. Um, I bought it with the intention of selling it. Um, it was my primary residence and I basically, I, that's when I fell in love with, with real estate and I decided like, okay, I think I'm going to get my real estate license. Uh, so I started working as a real estate agent. I knew nothing about it, you know, like yeah. I didn't know anybody who really had any experience in that industry. And I just started pounding the pavement and learning by crashing and burning a lot. Um, with the house I rehabbed by myself with my own two hands took me forever. And, you know, just working as a real estate agent, because um, some people, if you are a licensed agent, you know, that real estate school licensing school is. Um, really teaches you how to not go to jail and that's about it like it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't yeah. really teach you anything about the business of real estate so
0: it I definitely kinda, not real estate investing I oh, feel like you yeah. hear people all the time say oh maybe I should go become like a real estate agent so that way I'll be better at investing and I'm like no. I have no intention I will never be an agent I have no no interest in doing that and so I'm really happy to hear that you're saying that it's we, you don't get those these topics are not covered. They're, that's just not no. what real estate agents are taught about in um in their class their licensing classes. So oh, yeah, they don't know. And even yeah. a lot
1: of agents that like are they're super active, working with owner occupants all day long. They still don't know investment property. Right. Um, I just kind of found out after like, okay. So I finished rehabbing that house. I had my real estate license. I was starting to build that business. Um, I ended up moving out of that house and turned it into a rental. So I kind of became an accidental landlord. Like a lot of people do. I moved in, you know, I was seeing somebody that didn't work out any, you know, moved in with him, rented out my house. Uh, so I, basically I started off as a landlord and, um, I saw, just kind of like, okay, I bought that house for about 120. I put 25 into it over a course of 18 months because it took me forever because I was doing it myself. So I wouldn't say that I saved money um, if you factor
0: in <laughs> the cost of my time for that and 18 months. I, I have to ask too, and I know this was like, so not our topic today. So I don't want to like dive down far too far, but what did you do to learn? how to do that rehab by yourself? Like what was like the best tip you can give some of our ladies out there that are like, I don't even know if I need a hammer or a drill.
1: Oh my gosh. To even get
0: started. Like what did you do um, just briefly to be able to do that by yourself rather than having to hire out?
1: Uh, YouTube, to be honest.
0: I have you would say
1: that. Yeah. Um, and I, I bought a house that was not really in, bad shape. It was okay. just, uh, it was ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everything was cosmetic. I wasn't taking on like major, major rehab. It was just, mm-hmm. it was blush and mascara, you know, gotcha. and, and that was it. Um, okay. and, and that part, like I kind of had an eye for, but the execution YouTube totally. Gotcha. Um, and I did okay. have some things blow, in, blow up in my face that I had to hire a professional to come in behind me and fix it. And, you know, like it didn't go perfect.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, of course, nothing ever does. Yeah. But through that experience, I saw basically like the power of investment. I saw how much I could get in rent, what I mm-hmm. bought the house for, what I had to put into it. Um, and I, I started my real estate career in a market that was mostly second homes. Like vacation homes. So there was a lot of Airbnb investment type property in that area. And I just started to notice as I picked up investor clients that for one, they were repeats. They would Mm -hmm. buy multiple times. So I wasn't constantly looking for new clients. Uh, they were less emotional than when I worked with owner occupants. So I identified like, Oh my gosh, these are easier people to work with. Mm -hmm. Um, and I fell in love with that as a real estate agent. And that kind of fueled me to then start a property management company, learned a ton about that business, sold that business for a dime on the dollar. Cause I don't want to do that anymore, okay. um, <laughs> but, but I learned a ton. So that's where I got started. I ended up moving to Nashville about two years ago, walked away from my real estate business. I was done. I got a sign from God to move to Nashville. So I picked up, left, moved here with no idea what I was doing with my life. And um, I ended up getting hired for a sales position at one of our other companies. WealthCap was a baby at that time. WealthCap was not hiring. I didn't know WealthCap existed. So Taylor, who you had on your show last week.
0: Yes, um, for anyone that listens to Lady Landlord's Podcast or if you're new here, make sure to go back, listen to two weeks ago's episode with Taylor Welsh from WealthCap. And then that'll also kind of give you the larger overview of his story as we kind of go into Devin's today.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, Taylor, who owns WealthCap along with Chris, they have several other businesses and I wanted a life change. I thought I wanted out of real estate. So they hired me for one of their other companies. I showed up um, and after they kind of started to get to know me a little bit, my background and my history, it was like, hey, we just started this <laughs> real estate portfolio Uh, can we, can we take you over to that company? And it was like, it was meant to be, it was destiny, you know? Yeah. So, um, I showed up and then just really kind of helped basically build out the, you know, the system for servicing clients that we, that we have today. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a freak accident. I just like moved across the country. Oh, and wealth happened to have been, they were buying vacation rentals in the small town in Missouri that I had just
0: left. No, yeah. You should have been like, hey, there's this great property right here, (laughs) (laughs) but you're gonna have to pay a fortune to get it, but it's gonna be totally worth it and give them your old address, so.
1: (laughs) I I know, so that was like, that's how I knew that this is where I was meant to be when Taylor told me like, hey, we just started this real estate portfolio, we're buying vacation rentals in Branson, Missouri. I was like, what? Yeah. Cause that, that was not
0: a name that comes up often at no. all. So that was no. totally meant to be. that's so cool that, and it's, it's interesting because I feel like just from kind of that existential kind of purpose, I feel like we're all sitting there being like, I want to be where I'm supposed to be. Like today, I don't want to go through the different steps. I don't want to go through these different trials and hours. Like I just want to get to where I want to be. Right. We all want to have our portfolios built. We all want to have that financial freedom where we can go and kind of live life in the way that we want. But sometimes we have to go through the different steps And Mm -hmm. take that time and be patient to then have the universe kind of put us in the right place at the right time. And that sounds exactly where you were. If you didn't rehab that house on your own, if you didn't move in with that guy that ended up not working out, that you became that accidental landlord, you know, you didn't have that real estate experience from those types of things, you might not end up in the position that you are now. And you you never knew that there was like kind of a greater reason that you had gone through those different things. Yeah. Um, and then end up in Nashville. So that's so cool. So I'm so happy that you're in like that right place. So now that you're at Wealthcap, what is Wealthcap? Okay. So uh Wealthcap Holdings,
1: we are primarily a portfolio builder and we're also a turnkey provider. So the you know the main thing that we do is build the portfolio for our owners. Um and essentially we buy some extra inventory houses that meet our buy box. They meet our criteria. Like these are the types of houses that we would want to hold on to. We buy some extra, if you will, if it fits our, our criteria and we sell them as turnkey investments to individuals that want to invest in real estate, but are either they don't have the time desire, know how to, you know, buy, fix, flip and do all that by themselves. Um, so, you know, that's one thing that's, like pretty different. I think about us versus some of the other turnkey providers I've seen out there is like the properties that we sell to investors. That is not our main thing. That's like the frosting on our cupcake. Um, okay. Which is
0: everybody's favorite, right? Yeah, it is.
1: (laughs) It is everybody's favorite. Um, so we're active in three main markets Kansas City, Missouri, Birmingham, Alabama, and Charlotte, North Carolina, Um, we have an acquisitions team, we have a rehab team, we've got boots on the ground, we've got property management partners in all of our markets, and essentially, you know, our team is scouring all day, every day, looking for the right deals, uh, figuring out how to fix those properties to make sure that they're going to rent out really well, focusing on areas that are great for rental property, Mm -hmm. which you know, like I mentioned, we're in Nashville, our office is here, but we don't, we don't do real estate here. Uh, cause the numbers do not work in this market. So, and I know you you're come in- to
0: Westchester, New York. No, uh- <laughs> no, <laughs> come on up to New York. I'm sure you'll find a ton of properties just sitting around waiting for you. So, <laughs> but
1: there's, there's a lot of markets where rentals are hard. The cap rates aren't right. You can't get enough rent. Um, prices yeah. are too high taxes are too high especially right now with basically the whole nation in kind of a kind of a bull market it can be mm-hmm. really hard for even experienced investors to buy to buy deals but we've got a lot of manpower behind our machine looking for looking for the right deals in the right places that make good investment properties where the investor is going to get a really good return like 10 to 15% cash on cash without having to swing a hammer, lay tile, and do all that work by themselves. Because most people, you know, they really don't have the time if they've got a job.
0: <laughs> no, and which most of us do. Yeah. Um, so is that, so a couple questions, first one. So is that normally the people that you find are attracted to wealth cap? Are the people that want to invest, gonna have the money, but don't have the time or don't aren't planning on really renting uh, sorry aren't planning on managing their own properties. Those are the people that are kind of coming to you that are saying because wealth cap is really doing kind of that legwork yeah. for them and then they could be the owner and kind of sit back. So it sounds like really that passive income that we totally. hear about in real estate investing that a lot of investors i feel like get into real estate investing because we all hear it's like mailbox money and like passive income, right? But then we all hear about that whole um, you know, phone call at midnight about the clogged toilet and the light bulb changes and this problem, that problem, yeah. that problem. It really sounds like then the people that are coming to you are the people that are saying, I want to be a real estate investor, but I don't want to deal with those phone calls. I want someone mm-hmm. to be able to do the legwork for me. So is that kind of accurate for the people that tend to, that most find you and utilize your services? Yeah, I, I would say a thousand percent. Um, yeah. like real estate investing can be passive,
1: uh, but not if you're fixing and flipping, and you're your own property <laughs> manager. That is not passive real estate investing. No, it's not. It's very active.
0: Um, <laughs> yes, it is. Extremely yes, it is.
1: active real estate investing. So, yeah, the most of the clients that we work with, they're they're people that want passive income. Or, you know, I've got quite a few um, investors that are repeat clients that they may fix and flip in their own backyard, but they want to expand into other markets. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to fix and flip uh, or even fix and hold, you know, from a distance. If it's not in your backyard, how can you actually oversee a rehab? Like I'm thinking of a guy that he lives in Charlotte, which is one of our markets. He doesn't, he's not interested in buying Charlotte properties through us, but he loves Birmingham. And he's not going to travel from Charlotte to Birmingham, you know, every other week to do a a rehab. So by working with us, yeah, no, he's got enough. He's got enough going on in his backyard. Um, So he's been able to like grow and expand his portfolio into another market to get himself diversified and, you know, without having to find the deals, do the work and all that by himself.
0: And then it sounds like also you're that one-stop shop. Once again, you're not just finding the properties. Mm-hmm. Then you're actually rehabbing the properties. You're placing the tenants in the properties. You have the property manager. So you really have like that whole like vertical integration here where someone can come to you and say, hey, I want to buy that rental property and you can help them from beginning to end, right?
1: Yeah, A yeah. 100%. Um, we, we've worked with, Real estate investors who have never bought anything, like they've never bought a primary, they don't know anything about anything. And we've also worked with a lot of really experienced investors that are doing, you know, sophisticated transactions where they're using their retirement accounts and 1031s and uh, you know large portfolio purchases, like basically everything in between. We're you know we're able to help whether somebody's brand new or they're experienced, Um, and they don't have to figure out all the steps, but They're also not obligated. Let's say, let's say somebody comes our way and they happen to live in Birmingham and they want to manage their own property. They're just looking for something they don't have to flip. Like that's totally fine. They're not, you know, no nobody's obligated to, you know, have it totally done for you if they don't want to.
0: Exactly. But you have all those services there Mm -hmm. um, that you're able to provide, you're able to connect them with the right lender sometimes, the right. Um, the right people that they'll need in that area because you really are then that local expert in these markets. So you can say it's kind of a, um, we can kind of pick like that on or off switch, right? Mm -hmm. So like, yes, I'll take the rehab. No, I don't need the property manager. Yes, I need like the funding. So you can kind of pick and choose what you want to fit each individual investor's um, needs and wants really.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, the only thing that we don't switch off is like the rehab part. We, you know, we sell the houses once they're, once they're completed Um, and basically, okay. So let's say we identify a deal in Birmingham and um, house is, you know, needs some work. The ARV is going to be, let's say 195. It's going to rent out for 1650. We do all the numbers, the due diligence, make sure everything's going to work. We get started on working on the property. We sell it at the, at the ARV. Um, or maybe a little bit below. If something pops up in the rehab, that is an expense that basically we just have to eat. Um, so we're, you know, we're selling that finished product. I've, I've had a few people ask me like, Hey, would you just like find me a deal and hand it over to me? And that's, that's not really part of our business model. Um,
0: yeah, <laughs> <but> <laughs> that, defeats the whole, that defeats the whole kind of like turnkey part, yeah. right. That's, that's kind of skipping that part of the, of the yeah. business. Yeah. So. Um, But if someone needs
1: help with financing, we've got that, you know, the property Mm -hmm. management at the end, we've basically got everything in the middle, you know, figured out for them.
0: Got it. So then, okay, let's define some other terms within this. When, so let's just start with turnkey. Like how, how turnkey are we really talking here?
1: It's, it's totally turnkey. Um, So, well, there's a couple there's a couple of variables that can come into play. So, occasionally we have houses that are 100% complete, there's a tenant in place and it's it's ready to go.
0: I would call yep. that
1: like a hundred percent turnkey.
0: There's somebody like 110% in a 10% turnkey. Like yeah. that's, that's above and beyond. Yeah.
1: There's somebody in it paying right now. More often than not, those are houses that are actually from our portfolio that we're releasing out. We're rebalancing. We've got too many houses in this one neighborhood. So we're going to sell a couple off. Um, mm-hmm. So those happen occasionally more often than not. The way that, you know, the way that it happens is we have, we have houses that are in rehab that we offer up to our investors and we're like, Hey, basically this is what's coming down the pipeline. This is what the price is going to be. We're working on it right now. Here's the rent range, you know, all the numbers, all the due diligence, we've done an inspection on it. We know what needs to be fixed. We've got a list of what is being fixed. Uh, so more often than not, investors are like, they're putting a house under contract while we're still working on it, but we don't close until the work is done. And once the work is done, then the property manager is going to go over. They're going to do a walkthrough. We're going to get professional marketing pictures. They're going to start looking for a tenant. There may or may not be a tenant moved in before we get to closing. Um, but every like every piece of the process is in motion. Like we, Zodium. yeah, we we help facilitate that for and with our investors. So, um, you know, I've seen I've seen some people out there that they try to like buy a house in another market right off the MLS. And then they try to hire somebody to manage the property, like trying to piece the things together and it may or may not work that well. Um, Mm -hmm. or, you know, people that are just selling like flipped houses as investments, but if you're still like kind of hunting for a property manager and piecing those things together, it can be really scary if you're like living in another state, uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that that kind of like, what exactly is like done kind of comes into play. Mm -hmm. Years ago, actually my first, my first duplex that I bought here in New York was, was by a flipper, if you will. It was probably Mm -hmm. his first flip. It was his first flip. It was my first purchase. We both learned a lot, right? Like I'll definitely say that. (laughs) But there were certain things that, yes, they were still finishing the house when I ended up seeing it, when we put in our offer and everything like that. And yes, it was supposed to be done by clothes, but then, like there were still things that we were like, "Well, how hey, are you going to finish this?" Like, or, hey, "Are you going to finish this?" Um, and it wasn't. It ended up not necessarily being done. There were still things that, like when we then bought it, like I wouldn't cr- tell. I would not call that turnkey because when right. we moved in, there were still things. There were still projects we had to finish. They basically were like, "Okay, cool. We have an accepted offer. We can stop. Bye, bye." Like we are now done here. It really wasn't a complete kind of a complete flip. Um, in that sense. And it sounds like that's something that you guys really kind of go to that finish line rather than just saying, cool, someone agreed to pay us. We're going to stop here.
1: No, it needs to be move in (laughs) ready. Like it needs to be move in ready. So like our process doesn't look any different, whether we're keeping the house or it's going out to our investor list. And that starts in the very beginning from how we analyze what we're going to buy to the rehab that we're going to do more often than not, we don't decide is this is a particular house going to be for us, for our portfolio, or is it going to go to an investor? That's not decided until we're like, we've started working on it. You know, we don't pick out some to sell and some to keep. So our process with the rehab means move in ready. Now, does that mean like, there's never going to be any issue ever? Like, no, because even brand new construction is going to have things, a loose doorknob, a light that doesn't work or, you know, stuff like that is going to happen. But yeah, all the, all the rehab gets completed. And then if investors want to, they're more than welcome to order another independent inspection. We do an inspection. We have a full scope of work our contractor Mm -hmm. checks off on it, our project manager checks off on it. And then the inspector also goes back out uh, to make sure that the critical red line items have been taken care of. Some investors can look at all of that data and due diligence and the 8,000 photos and feel really good about it. Others Mm -hmm. want to have another independent inspection done, which they're totally welcome to do. So that's great they can do another independent inspection. And if there's anything that pops up on that, that they want to chat about rather than like what happened to you when you moved into your place, you know, then we can negotiate and look at like some of these things that really need might need to be fixed before it's truly move in ready.
0: And that's great that then they can have that independent person kind of come in. So that Mm -hmm. way they're, they're feeling like comfortable with that. And once again, it's nice that you guys already have that and we'll supply the investor with those documents and say, Hey, look, this was what our guy found. This is what we're working on. This is our punch list of items that need to be complete. But hey, you want to send somebody to take a look at it too? We're open to that as well. I think it's really cool too that you, because you hear this all the time with like flips, right? With like the people that are actually just solely doing the flips and then selling them. A lot of times you'll have investors that'll go look at it and be like, yeah, but it was like really kind of shoddy work. It was done like kind of on the cheap. What I like is that you guys are actually doing these flips to really hold on your, in your own internal portfolio. Mm -hmm. So you clearly are going to do them to a quality that makes sense because it's your own property. Then if you so choose and decide, okay, well, we have too many in this neighborhood. We need to kind of balance out our portfolio. That's when it kind of gets released, which means that it's not like, oh, well, it's just going to somebody else. So Mm -hmm. we can just do whatever we want with it. Like you're still doing the work as if this is your own property, your own portfolio, and that really just says a lot about if you're going to treat your investors the same way that you're treating your own properties, that's yeah. really cool. And like,
1: okay. So one of the long-standing running jokes around here is, you know, you'll have to ask Taylor next time you talk to him about, the, <laughs> about the, the red sink. Uh, okay. There was, there was a house that rehab was done. We got the professional pictures back. One of my investors had it. I'm looking at the professional photos and I was like, yo, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I was like, are we really, are we really like the sink man? And <laughs> you know, so they made fun of me and they still do, you know, ongoing about how Devin didn't like the kitchen and we had to go back in and, but, but like, it was, I just didn't feel like it was quite up to the standard of something that I would want to buy that we would want to hold on to. And they agreed. They just like making fun of me about it. Um, But yeah, like
0: an avocado stove and like the brown refrigerator, like next to this, like I'm picturing like that very, like 1970s kind of, (laughs) it wasn't quite that bad, but there was a little bit of like wallpaper left on like a half, like a pony wall and
1: it had a red pattern in it and the sink was red. So like they
0: coordinate. Okay.
1: Yeah. And I was like, we can't, we can't like, I'm sorry, (laughs) I won't, (laughs) I won't be able to sleep at night. So you know, yeah. like we we want to make sure that the product that we put up out there does live up to our standard. Mm-hmm. Um, as do I, you know. And yeah. all I went to bat over that red sink with yes, with the did. guys, and they weren't happy about it. But
0: I buy from us too, you know. I know. I've seen. I love so, that you're like you really like put your money where your mouth is. When not yeah. only were you an investor previously um, with your own properties back in Missouri, but you actually have bought from your own company. Yeah, that's really pretty cool. I
1: and I continue to do so.
0: And you know, you bet your
1: ass if they
0: if I picked a house
1: that you know, I looked at it and I was like, this isn't quite up to our standards, you know, that we're gonna we're gonna negotiate that because
0: and that's the lens you look at everything through. That's great.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. It's also like (laughs) I feel like it's job security. If I just (laughs) keep giving my I just keep giving my checks back, Um, job security for me and like they know I'm coming back tomorrow because I just gave you all my money back.
0: Uh, <laughs> That's so funny. One of my, uh, one of my first tenants, actually our first two tenants were both, uh, we're both bartenders. And what it was my favorite bar that I go to every single Friday, Bianca's. And when I would go down there, the, our tenant, the bartender, what I was going to say, he's like, Becky, like, I really appreciate it. Like you always like tip like really well. Um, And I was just like, well, I just want to make sure that I get my money back on the first of the month. I was like, this is just kind of rent security. Like it's just, this, it's the same money just being passed around. So, but we always kind of laughed at that too, right? It's that security that, uh, that we want to ensure in our businesses. So yeah, I'm glad you can relate to that.
1: I mean, I think it says a lot. If you, you know, if you were talking to, if you were talking to like a financial planner or something I, like, I don't want to talk to a financial planner that makes 40 K a year. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. That's a very, that's uh, I would have to like take extract that like segment from there because that is great advice. Yes. <laughs> it's, but that's exactly what, like,
1: if, if you're looking at buying real estate to invest mm-hmm. in whatever it is, whether it's turnkey, it's in your backyard, you're looking in the MLS, like, who are you getting advice from? Yeah. I would, if you're If you have a realtor helping you, not that realtors are bad, I still am one, but I would ask them, like, do you have any investment property? And if the answer is no, that may not be the right agent for you. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're talking to a turnkey provider and the person that's trying to help guide you through which property to choose, if they don't yeah. also own investment property, if they wouldn't buy the house that they're telling you, about if they don't buy from their own company, then like I don't know that
0: would give me that should be a red flag, right? That should that would be red me flag. Pause. Being- no, and- I agree. I think that people need to kind of put their money where their mouth is to stand up for kind of what they believe in, and to it really kind of shows like that integration that like I am a part of this. It's not just my nine to five job that I sell hmm. investment properties. It is this is what like I eat, sleep, and breathe. This is a part of who I am because I'm also an investor. And therefore I can help you because it's something that I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. And technically we
1: are, we are our biggest buyer, you know, our our portfolio is our biggest buyer Um, and the individual investors are, are secondary. So it's like, you know, um, if you wouldn't eat your own dog food, if you will, like, I don't don't know, that would, that would make me nervous. Um, But yeah, I like. I think it's important for people to know that if they choose to talk to me and if they have any questions, it's like, like, yeah, I'm doing this with you. So
0: I can share,
1: I can share my personal experiences. I can share with you things that have gone awesome, things that have gone not awesome. um, You know what I think and which, you know, what I think is not investment advice. I'm not an accountant or an attorney or, you know, a financial planner, but from somebody who's doing it with you, I can share my, you know, my personal experience.
0: Yeah. And honestly, like you are a rather open book, which is what I've always loved about you. And for our lady landlords that are listening in today, Devin was actually one of like the OG, like lady landlords. Like Devin and I met over a year ago now when I just kind of started Mm -hmm. because she was like, wait, like women, empowerment, real estate. Like I want to be a part of this. So like I, that's where Devin and I have really kind of built our relationship like over this past year, because I know that I can reach out to Devin, even if it's not necessarily for like a turnkey property. I know I can also reach out to her for different resources. I know I can reach out to her and ask about properties and really get like an answer. I don't feel mm-hmm. like I'm being sold to. I feel like someone is sitting here being like, well, let's look at your portfolio. Let's see what you need. Let's see what's going to fit. And you give it to people straight. And I, I absolutely love that about you because you, I really truly feel that you want to see people win and yeah. you definitely want to see women win. So oh, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Women of the world, take control of
1: your finances. And like, you know, some of that is um, just like me. Some of that is just me. You know, I'm definitely a feminist, but I grew up in a house where like money was tight. Um, I was raised by a single mom and it was kind of an unhappy, unstable house. And as a very little person, I thought, you know, like I'm not, I'm not going to live like that. Um, I didn't, you know just start batting them up right out of the park, right out of the gate, you know, it took me, it's taken me a long time to kind of build myself up to where I can do this, mm-hmm. but it's super important. Um, I think for women to like, be able to take care of themselves more, most investors are men in real estate, stocks, everything. Most of them Mm -hmm. are men, but I have read so many studies that have shown that women actually make better investors. We make better investment decisions. We We just don't get in the fricking game.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why there are women like you and I changing that, right?
1: (laughs) Hopefully like screaming from the rooftops, you know, (laughs) um, Like women tend to be more risk adverse. It takes us a longer time to make a decision. We're going to ask a lot of freaking questions. It drives people crazy. I don't care. Right now I'm planning a trip. In two weeks, I'm going to Peru. I have emailed these resorts probably 400 times asking my questions, which I know they're not very happy about, but like that's how women are when we do anything.
0: um, We need our information. We need our answers. We need an understanding of it. We Mm -hmm. need to do our due diligence and there is nothing wrong with that. Right? Mm-mm. There's nothing wrong. Ask our questions, get our answers so that way we can make those comfortable decisions, and then we can get in the game. And every yeah. time we do those steps, we feel more confident with the steps that we're taking, and then we can do better deals, bigger deals, and continue to move forward. So yeah.
1: I think there's, that. there's a lot of women out there that are like, I think they're too scared to even get started, um, or maybe they don't even know what questions to ask. And you have sent some amazing women my way, our way, um, who've been looking at turnkey and you've really been able to help guide them on these are the questions to ask and they feel comfortable. And a lot of them are first timers. They haven't invested yet. Uh, but just by like getting some help and education from somebody like you, who's in the game, doing the thing, letting them know, like, it's not, it's not that scary. If you ask the right questions and just
0: get, get in the, get in the game. Exactly. No, I totally agree. That is like the most important thing. So that was actually one of the questions that I had for you today too, was what do our ladies need to have prepared when working with a turnkey provider? I come to you for the first time, what should I have thought about? What should I have ready to go? Um, That's a great question. So
1: I have people from all walks that end up on a call with me and some of them are far away from actually being ready and that's perfectly fine i will tell you i will tell you the truth like girl you got you you need a year um and (laughs) this is what you need to, and this is what you need to work on in the meantime so you know in a perfect world of course because i i love being efficient it would be ideal if everybody came to me like hey i've got 500k cash i want to buy three houses right now in cash what do you got um, but that's but, all of us, all yeah. <laughs> of
0: us have that, Devin, come on.
1: <laughs> that's, that's not realistic. So no. um, it's great if they've already been pre-approved for a loan. If not, that's not a problem. Um, mm-hmm. If somebody, if they don't even know what kind of financing they could qualify for, that's okay. We can help guide them through that, as can you. Like, yeah. you know, most of the women that have come through, if they've come to me from lady landlords, they're pretty well-educated. On the basics, but that's not, it's really not a requirement. Um, love that.
0: But realistically, that you meet people that you meet people really where they're at, it sounds like that you really yeah. to listen to them, see where they're at, and put them in the right kind of path.
1: Yeah. If to buy turnkey with Wealth Cap, the majority of our properties are going to be like, you know, after they've been rehabbed and fixed and all that, the majority of them are going to be like 150K to maybe 225. So realistically, if you can do a conventional loan and put 20% down, you probably need 40 or 50k to make sure that you've got a down payment, a little bit of a buffer in closing cost. Yeah. So don't take your last nickel and invest that. So <laughs> but if somebody's not quite there, if they're not quite at that that point of liquidity, but they're working towards it and they just want to get themselves prepared, then you know, get in our group, get some education from us. We've got some trainings and stuff that we can send, um, to help get somebody prepared for when they're like really in the buying position.
0: Gotcha. Um, any last kind of tips or anything else that you would like to share about turnkey providers, wealth cap, kind of in general that we kind of didn't hit on today.
1: You know, I mean, I think we, we really covered most of it. Just if somebody out there is like, I really want to invest in real estate, but I live in San Francisco. It doesn't work where I am. You know, I want to get started on this. There are ways to do it. There are ways Mm -hmm. to do it, but make sure that you work with somebody that you really trust. Um, I'm happy to chat with anybody that wants to talk with us. If you choose to shop around, like totally on you, I get it. Just, like we've been talking through this whole thing. Make sure you're really asking the right questions um, that you thoroughly understand who you are partnering with. Um, and ideally, like I would get a referral before, yeah. you, before you buy from a turnkey company. You know, like if you don't know anybody who's doing business with them that will tell you the truth, then I don't know, shop around.
0: <laughs> you're right. Like those testimonials that like, hey, who else has like worked with you that can, that can share their experience? Those, those are always helpful. Always kind of hearing from them, that third party makes, makes sense to do. And kind of like you said, get in the game. Participate, yeah. show up, be present, ask the questions that you need to get the answers for you to be able to move forward and start building your portfolio. Um, Devin, thank you so much for joining us today. I will put the link to reach out to Devin for any questions or if you'd like to join their investors list, I will put that down in the notes, in the show notes. So make sure to head there so you can connect with Devin of WealthCap. So Devin, thank you so much. I appreciate your time today on joining the Lady Landlords podcast. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Becky. You're welcome. Also for any of our Lady Landlords out there, if you are still needing help on how to build your portfolio, feel free to reach out and also join the Lady Landlords Roadmap Mentorship Program. You can find the link also down in the show notes there. Or as always, you can reach out to me in the Lady Landlords Facebook group. Thank you very much. And we will see you all next week for our next episode of the Lady Landlords podcast. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a five-star review for the Lady Landlords podcast. This helps make sure to share a message with others that can use the similar information. Thank you very much for helping grow our community. Remember, there's a new episode every single Tuesday, and I'll see you back in the Lady Landlord's Facebook group.